Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. <laughs> let's get it. Let's finish yes, out sir. on the block. There song. he is. There, there he is. Look at him, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. My main man. I get hype every time I see Strick on, on the on the Zoom. On the stream yard. Strick, we're gonna jump right into it, man. Listen. Yeah. It was about 15 years I had to deal with my bills and being alumni, alumnus of Buffalo. Dookie and down their legs, just being horrible. Last night, I know you a Celtics alum, and we texted about it. How uh, heartbreaking, how mad were you as a former player? Because I know – and the reason why I'm asking you, Strick, because I know your mentality. I do. I know if you had kind of basketball rolled your ankle, you would have finished strong like a champion. I know for a fact if – uh, Jerron Boone was a little compromised or Bernard was compromised. Mikey Moore was pro- compromised. Teron Lou was compromised that you would have stepped up to the plate. And I'm just going to focus on Jalen Brown because he's in, in with the new CBA. He's potentially going to get give or take close to 300 million. Right. That was a three hundred thousand dollar performance as a former player, yeah. Boston Celtics player. Doesn't matter how long you've been there, but just being a former NBA player and a former Boston Celtics player, and that's different, right? I always view the Lakers, the Celtics, the Knicks, and maybe a couple other. That's kind of like playing for the Cowboys, the Steelers, kind of like the Blue Blood type of. The Bulls. The Bulls. Yeah, you could throw the Bulls. Bulls are kind of low end because it was the Jordan. And, you know, Mm -hmm. Celtics been good since the day, it just seemed from Bill Russell. Right. How much did that hurt you, number one? And number two, how mad are you considering the opportunity that, that they had? And it looked like from the first quarter on, Jalen Brown was not interested. Yeah, I I, I have um, – it's twofold for me, Jay and um, Austin as well as DP. DP, it's good to see you. Shout out to Kenny Wilhite, man. Kenny Wilhite had a great run, man. Shout out to him as he's making his travels. Dang, Strick, you pouring out some liquor for Kenny or something? Dang. You pouring out liquor for your man. boy? <laughs> man, pouring for out the some homie, man. Some, some hen dog? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but listen, uh, um, Jay, this is this is a crazy dynamic uh that I have, right? And I'm and I'm and I'm being sincere. Yes, it was very disappointing, you know, to see the love that my boy Paul Pierce had when he was walking in as well as Ray John. And that's how serious Boston fans are about their sports. So for them to have that opportunity to come back to TD garden and to the garden and really make history and to literally lay an egg like that, it was very disappointing. So that, that, from from the, that standpoint, I'm very sad and disappointed that they didn't give a better showing. There's just no way back at home after you've had a chance that you just score 84 points at home. Like that's that's crazy to me. Now, didn't even I mean didn't even have no fight. And you're you're right about Jalen. I, I just didn't see any fight. I didn't see any fight except for maybe White. Right. Little bit of Horford. Little bit of Horford gave what he could give. I mean, he was scrappy. He was, you know, fighting for extra rebounds. But outside of White, yeah, I didn't see much fight. 
Ooh. That thing, that thing hit. Dropping bars yeah. straight. Outside of white. Bars. I didn't see much fight. <laughs> no, I'm going to be honest, Jay. I was actually rooting for Miami. And I've said Dang. this before. And the reason why is. Cold streets with straight. The reason why is I look at that Miami roster and I see a lot of me. Okay, I can feel that. So, yeah, man, I'm 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 really an underdog rooter, man. And when you look at Struess and you look at Gabe Vincent, what he was able to be for the team, you look at Caleb um, uh, Martin. You know what I'm saying? You look at them and just what they were able to do in this big stage in this in this big situation, man. I was. You know, I was like, yeah, man. You know what I mean? They looked at y'all. They they passed over y'all. They thought y'all wasn't able to compete. And y'all came in and did it on the biggest stage against everybody that they paying the big money to. So I was like, I was actually rooting for, for them. Even Ben, ben Adebayo, they wasn't really even talking about him like that. You know what I mean? Then they kicked Love out the door. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't a big impact. But, you know, everybody on that doggone team, to include Duncan Robinson, who had a few big shots. He missed a couple, though, last the, the night before, the game before. Whoo! You know, but he came back tonight. So that's why I say it, it's twofold for me. You know, one, I'm rooting for, I was rooting for Miami, but two, I understand exactly what you mean. Cool, Strick. What are you going to give a – we got pause, right, Austin? Yeah, let's Here, do our legal ID. Be back yeah, legal ID. Are the GM of the Celtics break up Tatum and Brown? Is it time? Have you reached the ceiling? Are you willing to chance it that you get let down even more, which I mean which I mean by that is losing in the first round or the second round? Do you break them up? Do you break up early or do you ride it out to the to the very end? Um I I, I think if you look at just how things have kind of fallen off the it seems like it's fallen off the, the wheels. Outside of Tatum, I think they can't they can't move Tatum. I, I think it's gotta be uh, Jalen Brown, that that probably needs to move if you're going to acquire assets. Um, I think one of the consistent players has been White. White has been very consistent, but I'll let DP also throw his two cents in on that because I I, I think I think it might be about time to to, to do something now. Whether Scott uh, uh, Stevenson's able, Brad Stevenson is able to uh, pull the trigger to do that. That's going to be yet to be seen. But if, if he doesn't make anything happen uh, really soon, I think he becomes. Uh, oh, no, but on this, the is, block. this is CYA territory, though, Strick. You got to move one of them or they start looking at you while you're keeping them so long. So, DP, what do you think? Right. Um, since we're in Lincoln, Nebraska, I always land on loyalty over mindless ambition. The loyalty is to get you here and make you relevant. Makes me think of the dude who's been married to somebody that makes their life better and improves their life. But that that one, you, you meet the one that you think can cook and can clean and can raise your kids who will do the one thing that you, you, you think you need and desire. Be careful. Be careful making decisions based on momentary situation at high levels of, of success. Leave them alone and let them get better in the space that you're already in because it's, it's much more difficult to restart and get back to where they are right now 
which is on the cusp on of the cusp of greatness and long term greatness because with two dudes that still have some run, yeah. even if they don't have run, you're still in the apex. Look, I you're still I, in it every year. You're still there. Yeah. You're still there. You 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 you're a play. Your your twisted ankle. Your bad shot selection. I mean, away. that's a viable excuse, right? Right. Tatum's hurt. Now let me ask both of you this, since we already kind of got there. Okay, mm-hmm. you could give or take, right? Mm-hmm. You could see both sides, right? Let's just. We came to a consensus, right, Strick? You can see both sides. Because unlike NFL football, in the NBA, you don't start hitting your, like, apex of dominance until 27 or 32. Mm-hmm. Be honest. Mm-hmm. Jordan, LeBron, Kobe. It's kind of yeah. like, all right, let me go in here. Let me be an assassin, score a whole bunch of points. Oh, I'm not winning. Oh, actually, I need to start winning for legacy. I got paid one or two, three times, depending on where you're drafted. Okay, now I got to start thinking long term. So th- they these two guys haven't even got there yet. They haven't even came to the conclusion at one of each other's houses on a Sunday afternoon, maybe having some libations. Say, you know what, man, I can't do it without you. You make me better. You know what? Yeah, you're right. This is how we need to do it, right? So now, with that being said, right, we're all Brad Stevens, right? We we went from the up-and-coming coach to the guru, right? The guy that couldn't figure out LeBron um, multiple times with three Hall of Famers. Couldn't couldn't do it. Since, since we're Brad Stevens upstairs now, and we got a clear ahead. This is the guy that I think potentially could bring you back another asset to have the potentially your big three if you keep the two. Marcus Smart. Because Marcus Smart, I think, in my opinion, has reached his ceiling as far as offensive capabilities, defense, Shrick, we'll talk about this if you want to stay the first segment. If not, me and DP will get into it. His defensive liabilities and his choice to go under screens against a hot shooting personnel and team, I think really hurt Boston because it was, it was lazy defense. Do you move him because he still has name brand? He can bring you back somebody. Do you move him in draft picks to try to get a Trey Young? Damian Lillard, like they talked about last night, on account of one or two year deal to say, okay, we got a two year window with two young guys, along with the guaranteed guy that we know in game seven, he gonna give me forty if I need it. Is that a guy you move? Is that a more clear answer? Yeah, I, I I is this strict I see so this is where this is where the strict factor comes into play. Right. Because that Celtics team that Strick was on, if you look at the year before Strick, they had some talent, but there was a thing missing specific to what all the things that Strick does well and is willing to do. Marcus Smart offers that to the Celtics in multiplicity. He does a whole lot of stuff that his glamour boys won't do. But does he do it in 2023? Because he hasn't done it this year. To the magnitude that he used to do it two years ago. If we—that's why I'm asking. So if we set the fire, if we reset the fire on Marcus Smart, listen, we tell a story. Listen, bro, uh, there are a couple of instances where you went rogue, you went under when we go over. We'll spend the whole off season with you being in gyms all around America, going over the screen and <laughs> learning how to do it without fouling, without getting into foul trouble. Because that's literally his thinking, is if I do it the way they want me to do it, I'm going to have six fouls I ain't going to play much. No, no, bro, that's what they need from you. And that's that's just a change in thinking and then in high repetition. So then I'd say, look, I want a Marcus Smart, a Strick, a Brogdon on my team for the 82 games that get us there. 
And then I have to micromanage Marcus Smart in those critical games and pick possessions. All right, call time out. Hey, bro, they coming over the screen. Just I'm letting you know, take one here. Take one here so they right. know that you'll defend it. That's just micromanaging in big situations. That's on the coach. That's on the coach. That's on the coach. Marcus Smart is who he is. I'm never going to ask Strick not to be Strick. Right. Like, I'm not. I just need to manage Strick in the moments that are critical to our highest level of success, both his and mine. Austin? I think DP oh, said that, that good, uh, Jay, um, because Marcus looked tired. He, he he did. He looked he looked tired. Now he's he's still at a pretty good age. He's in that age range that you've been talking about. But you do talk about um you know, you gotta do an assessment on Grant Williams. Right. You gotta that do an assessment on, on you know, Brogdon was hurt, so he I can't really fall he he wasn't he was trying, but he wasn't really himself either. Um but I, I do like White. Because White is linked, and I gave a stat a little bit earlier. You know, facing Trey Young, um, Maxi and Jimmy, uh, Maxi and thirty mm-hmm. percent they were shooting thirty four percent. Like he did, mm-hmm. he can do that type of work, and he seemed to be doing it a little bit more effectively at that time. But you're right, Marcus Smart, he has two years left. So right. if 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 you take DP's assessment into account, yeah, he does. He does a lot of things that. Most of them won't do and 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 wouldn't do. I mean, the fact he was guarding MB, you know, at different points in time, and he he'll he'll be willing to put bodies on any of them from one to five. Right. And sometimes they'll throw that out there, and it does make a difference. But at the same time, he's going to be probably somebody that could be a value to you with only two years left on his contract. It's not crazy, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, you're bang for your buck to so, be be pretty good. I think my. My view on Marcus Smart, I think he was more willing a few years ago to do the dirty work, right? I think as mm-hmm. as he was getting credit for that, right, in stardom and a new contract for that, I think he's lost that identity. Whereas even <coughs> even the game game six, okay, let's go back to Philly. He took the last shot mm-hmm. when he should have kicked it. Yep, he took the last shot. White bailed him out. But then when you start to look at this roster here, right, when I'm thinking of Marcus Smart, if we got two guys right here that, you know, actually that's a good problem to have. It's like having Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Let's figure – they'll figure it out, right? That's what the coach's job to do. If there's somebody that you can move because you have two other guys that kind of look like him, Brogdon, Williams, Marcus Smart, who makes the most money? Marcus Smart. Who's the guy that comes with the most cachet? Marcus Smart. Who could you move to a team that could be a, I call it a Mr. T starter kit, or somebody that potentially could bring some more edge to a team, right? But he, he would, better not be in the in the, in the East, right? But I mean, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but but what yeah. I'm saying is, if it's a team in the West, off the top, maybe the Minnesota Timberwolves to get some scoring power back, or somebody like that. Lakers. Or the Lakers or sure. somebody like mm-hmm. that to where you need somebody to do the dirty work and that can actually score a little bit. Marcus smarts it and then you get a good asset back and then you keep so you might not get a Trey Young or a Damian Lillard back, but you get somebody below that, but then you got Brogdon healthy, Grant Williams still trying to he took a real step back this year. Like DP says, those those might be a summer long conversation. Top yeah. rate. 
top right corner, he's Eric Strickland. Top left corner, I'm Moss Norman. We'll be back tomorrow from 2 to 4. The two guys below us, DP and Jay, they have Old School next on 93.7 The Ticket.